I have failed more than a lot of people try. And there's a lot of lessons that I've learned from it, right? And when I say fail, it doesn't necessarily mean like financial failure, right? It just means that what I thought I was going to do ended up changing. And some people have a hard time recognizing that and leaning into that change because it looks like failure, right? Or it could look like you're spacey all over the place. But honestly, I'm willing to look a little bit crazy in the short run for the long-term game. I bet you if Diddy and Jay told you, and they didn't even know, by the way, which speaks further to my point of just leaning into change. If I knew I was going to change my mind as much, I would have just started with the end in mind, right? But it doesn't always go that way. I would have just did what I'm doing right now, but that's not how it works. And that is the challenge because you have to be willing to lean in even when you know there's something instinctively that is off or that it should be a little bit different or you don't have all the dots or the puzzle pieces, but you move forward anyway. You move forward knowing that you might have to change the logo. You move forward knowing that this brand concept might not remain the same. You move forward anyway knowing that your service model is going to evolve, right? But you move forward anyway. That's the key. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Paul, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And this week, we get a chance to talk about not having it all figured out, right? Something that everyone can relate to, but most people don't want to talk about. Most people don't want to talk about their shortcomings. Most people don't want to talk about not just knowing exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and how do you move forward through uncertainty. But before we dive in, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping, right? It's been a while since I've had an opportunity to just shout out you guys. Shout out you guys who listen to the show, whether this is your first time or your 74th time, whatever episode this is, you know, we really appreciate it. And to that end, I want to take a second to shout out all of our listeners all around the world. And I feel like I need to get a new podcast analytics tool because this particular tool only goes up to 50 countries. And I'm convinced that we have surpassed 50 countries. So I'm going to give you guys the rundown so far. Of course, the United States, UK, Canada, South Africa, Netherlands, Australia, Japan, Republic of Korea, France, Spain, Barbados, Ghana, Suriname, I probably butchered that, Germany, Trinidad and Tobago, United Arab Emirates, Indonesia, Italy, India, Nigeria, Mexico, Jamaica, Philippines, Singapore, Morocco, Curacao, Belgium, Zambia, Thailand, Russian Federation, Romania, Qatar, Turks and Caicos Island, Poland, Bahamas, Czech Republic, Denmark, Hong Kong, Greece, Finland, Israel, Brazil, Grenada, Puerto Rico, Senegal, Egypt, Kuwait, Portugal, Austria, and Ireland. And those are just the ones that it will let me show because just the other day there were some other ones on here. But anyways, guys, I say all that to say that we have listeners literally all over the world. And I just want to take a second to thank you guys because it means a lot. It means a lot that some of the things that are said on this podcast, whether it's from me directly, whether it's from one of the guests that I decide to have on resonated with you. And if it does, I greatly appreciate it. So as I mentioned today, we want to talk about uncertainty, right? And how does one navigate when they don't know exactly what to do, when they don't have it all figured out. And I live by this quote. And the quote that I live by is, 
When the facts change, so do I. What do you do? Right. And the significance of that quote is, you know, sometimes people are so rigid to things that they once believed. Right. Things that maybe were true or relevant at a certain point in their life. But at some point, things changed. Right. And there was an opportunity or a nudge to move in a different direction. But people just, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes want to stay stuck. And that is not me. Right. When I know that I need to move in a different direction, I have no problem moving. Right. So let me give you guys a quick little rundown. All right. So back in 2009, that was probably my first official like business. Right. And I put official in air quotes because, you know, when I was younger, obviously, I did a, a myriad of things between, you know, helping my uncle detail cars to, you know, working at Lazy Boy. But as far as like entrepreneurially, I feel like 2009 was my first business. I had a consulting business with my sister. It was really fun. Like we uh, connected with like celebrities and we kind of like curate these experiences. It was super dope. You know, thought I was going to blow up. And I guess in hindsight, looking at it, almost being like an event coordinator slash promoter, maybe. But it was a really good time. Got some like models to show up and we did this big photo shoot and a video and it was it was a really good time in hindsight. I don't even know how we got into that business. Me and my sister, by the way, but 2009, that failed. Then, you know, I graduate and I say, you know what, I'm going to try this economics thing out. And I ventured into the financial services industry because I got a double major in marketing and economics. And really, I wanted to try the marketing thing out. Right. I didn't even know what I would do with an economics degree. I just got it as a second major because uh, based upon the credits I had at that time. So I was like, okay, I'll pick this up. But things didn't go according to plan with my Coca-Cola gig. So I was like, all right, I'll do this uh, economics thing. And that landed me in a position at Mass Mutual to become an insurance agent slash financial advisor. So I did that. Then that was cool. And I actually did really, really well there. But, you know, at one point I realized I wanted to do something different, do a little more, be able to serve people in a more meaningful capacity. And then I launched my blog, makesensetome.com. That was good. I actually still have that currently. We're actually about to make another pivot on that. I'm going to share that for another podcast, but that is currently live as of this podcast. Um, and then, you know, after that, I co-founded and started a firm called Timeless Solutions with a couple of my buddies. And, you know, that went really well. And then around that time, I had the idea for the app that I'm releasing in Q3 called Pocket Advisor. Timing wasn't right. Didn't really formally launch that, but never, you know, obviously left my radar because here we are Q3 seven years later and it's going to come to life, at least version one of it. All right. Then I branded Make Sense to Me and rebranded Make Sense to Me and created uh, some ebook modules. Right. So this was on my radar before, like, you know, video courses were at scale. Right. This is back in like 2014. So obviously there were video courses, but now everybody sells them. So back then it was like, I don't know how to do that. It seems like it's a lot of production value. I'm just going to create a series of ebooks, which I put a lot of effort into. And honestly, they kind of flopped. Right. They kind of flopped. Like I put a lot of effort into it. It's like over 300 pages of content. I actually ended up printing them out one day, like I think a year or two ago, just to just kind of see all the content that was there. And it was a lot. They didn't do so well. I think it's because I just didn't understand digital marketing at the time is why they didn't do well. But nonetheless, rebranded makes sense to me. Had this whole little e-learning situation. And, you know, that was what it was. I also created a mini series. I was super uncomfortable on camera. I recorded like seven videos. It was super monotone. At the time, you couldn't tell me 
me nothing. I was like, ooh, this, I guess this is just how it is. You got to edit it. This was not that comfortable. But hey, launched it and, you know, got a good little buzz initially. And then I got a little nervous about the videos and I kind of shot away from promoting them. Um, then I parted ways with Timeless Solutions, right? So I realized that, you know, I wanted to do things a little bit differently than we all set out and started to do. And, you know, I was like, all right, well, this was great. Now it's time to move on. And then I turned Makes Sense to Me into a firm, right? So it Makes Sense to Me went from a blog only. Then it went to a e-learning library, right? With my learning modules to now a full out registered investment advisory firm. And the funny thing is, I knew the moment I launched it that my firm would outgrow the practicality of what makes sense to me was originally intended to be. Like, listen to the name, right? Makes sense to me. It sounds like this just fun, simple, practical financial resources. And that's what I always wanted it to be. And I knew before I launched it that at some point, based upon the trajectory that I wanted my firm to go, that I would have to change it. But I didn't have the bandwidth really, right? It's like, okay, I got to go through this whole process to launch an entire firm, which is another story for another day. I think I talked about it on one of my earlier podcasts because this podcast actually came out around the time that I launched my firm back in 2017. So I won't go into too much detail about that. But the moral story is I knew that I didn't have the bandwidth to keep make sense to me as a brand and then somehow also uh, launch this new firm in this other separate brand. Look at me now. You're like, well, what made you think that you couldn't do that? Because you got like seven brands. But I just felt that that wasn't the right place. So I decided to make make sense to me the firm, even though I knew at some point I would rebrand again. All right. So then you uh, fast forward to a couple of years later makes sense to me is rebranded to CapitalWise, which is my firm currently. Go check it out, capitalwise.co. Really, really great website. We've even, even updated that since we launched that. But love the website, love what we do there. But updated the branding, updated the firm, all that good stuff. And had to do a lot of legality stuff behind the scenes because we also merged with my business partner who's based in Atlanta. So then I turned Make Sense to Me back into a blog, back into its original thing that it was in 2013. A little time moves on. And then I partnered with one of my best friends on a financial education company. So I already had Make Sense to Me, but you know, I had a really good friend of mine who's also my business partner in the firm. He's like, hey man, I got this thing that I'm launching. And at the time I felt like, okay, maybe it's gonna be separate from Make Sense to Me. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's a different focus. And at the time it made a lot of sense. I was like, okay, cool. I'm in with you. So now I have my money to you makes sense to me and I have the firm capitalized right not to mention at this point the podcast is live you know across the board two of my companies have been rebranded right now, just stay with me. I'm, I'm getting somewhere with all of this. So then I launched the podcast at Legacy and Lifestyle Show back in 2017. But I realized as time went on, I was like, man, the Legacy and Lifestyle Show is a dope podcast, right? I love the name, love the branding. OG listeners, y'all remember the purple suit? Y'all remember the intro? But I was like, you know what? I really want to brand this thing as like a, a money podcast, right? Like uncensored show, right? And so the ironic part about it is the moment I decided to rebrand it, Forbes mentioned my podcast as one of the top 10 podcasts by financial advisors. I had already committed to rebranding it. And literally one of my good friends, Maya, shout out to Maya, she was like, so like, you're going to change your podcast name once it's already been mentioned in Forbes? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, the Forbes mention is great, but it doesn't have anything to do with why I'm changing the name of the podcast. And here's the funny part about it, right? The funny part about it is I created this podcast to lean into talking about money more, but the reality is it's still abstract, just like it was on the Legacy and Lifestyle show. So go figure. I mean, it is what it is. At some point, maybe I'll decide to refine even further had a really good conversation with one of my buddies. We have really good conversations uh, a couple of times a week at this point, but kind of refining some ideas on how the podcast might change again or just the nature of my content in general. 
Now, that's just on the branding and business side, right? Let's not even talking about like the operation side of the business, right? I've switched back and forth between different tools, project management software, email marketing, file storage, full gamut types of different systems and software, right? Because if I feel like I need to change, I change. And not to mention, I have people that work with me and work for me. So, you know, making these changes, these aren't, you know, just decisions I'm making unilaterally, right? I have to consider that this is going to have a direct impact on the people that I work with. But would I rather sit in something that I know needs to change or would I disrupt what I know needs to change so that I can move forward? Now, I will admit changing your mind comes at a cost, but so to stay in the same, you know, because Make Sense to Me has undergone four different iterations, right? And it's about to undergo another one. And as a result, that cost, right? It costs in website updates. It costs in business cards and branding collateral and logo adjustments and videos and graphics and marketing, right? So changing your mind does come at a cost. But again, what's the cost of staying the same, right? And well, at least my melanin money brand, for the most part, that has remained constant, relatively speaking, since 2017. However, the brand is already at a point where, you know, we know that there's a next phase for it. So what's my point of sharing all this with you, right? Like, okay, no one cares about your failures or or mind changes. Why are you sharing all this stuff? The reason why I'm sharing all this stuff is because I have failed more than a lot of people try. And there's a lot of lessons that I've learned from it, right? And when I say fail, it doesn't necessarily mean like financial failure, right? It just means that what I thought I was going to do ended up changing. And some people have a hard time recognizing that and leaning into that change because it looks like failure, right? Or it could look like you're spacey all over the place. But honestly, I'm willing to look a little bit crazy in the short run for the long-term game. I bet you if Diddy and Jay told you, and they didn't even know, by the way, which speaks further to my point of just leaning into change. Heck, if I knew I was going to change my mind as much, I would have just started with the end in mind, right? But it doesn't always go that way. I would have just did what I'm doing right now, but that's not how it works. And that is the challenge because you have to be willing to lean in even when you know there's something instinctively that is off or that it should be a little bit different or you don't have all the dots or the puzzle pieces, but you move forward anyway. You move forward knowing that you might have to change the logo. You move forward knowing that this brand concept might not remain the same. You move forward anyway, knowing that your service model is going to evolve, but you move forward anyway. That's the key. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another segment of Fix Your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you fix at least one thing as it relates to your finances. And this week, I want you guys to initiate the process of setting up a basic will or trust. Reach out to us, an estate planning attorney. I have a few referrals if you need one, um, or if you want to do it online through Legal Zoom or something like that. I'm not a big fan of that, but hey, get a basic will in place at minimum, right? Most of the assets that you own, you probably have like your beneficiaries um, designated on that, but that's just the first step. You still need a document that truly outlines how you want your affairs to be handled in the unfortunate event of your passing. Right. And so you need to have that. That's an important part of financial planning. So this week, I want you to reach out to an estate planning attorney. I want you to hit me up if you don't have one and initiate that process. It doesn't matter whether you're single, whether you got kids, you're married, whether you're young, whether you're old. If you have anything that you would want someone to have 
right? If you were no longer here, you need a will in place. And many of you even need a trust in place. So guys, this week, initiate your research on that. Identify someone that you can reach out to. If you don't have someone, reach out to me and I'll make sure that you get connected. But make sure that you address that this week. All right, so let's get into some of the lessons that I learned. Do not wait until you have all the answers. Act now, right? And that's pretty much what I've been saying. If I waited until everything was crystal clear, I would never do anything, right? You could talk to me in a conversation and I could have so much confidence. And it's not that I'm embellishing or that I like don't believe myself. I do believe myself in that moment. But at the same token, there's moments where I'm just like, I don't really know, but I'm confident in the fact that I'm okay that I don't know. I'm confident in the fact that I'm willing to move forward with the level of facts, with the level of resources, with the level of wherewithal that I have right now. And when that changes, I will change, right? Which goes into the overarching theme of the podcast. My number one trait, when the facts change, so do I. I heard this statement on a Tim Ferriss podcast had to be at least three years ago, three, four years ago. There probably hasn't been a month that has gone by since then that I haven't used this phrase, right? Because we live in screenshot culture. We live in the era where people can recall something that you said before. And so I think that plays further into the fact that people aren't willing to contradict themselves. And when when you hear that statement, contradict yourself, you might think, well, who would want to do that, right? Well, I want to do that. Here's why. In order to seek deeper truth, you have to be willing to contradict yourself, right? Because the reality is most people, unless you're just a weirdo, you make decisions based upon you think that you're right at that time with the facts, information, and resources that you have. If something changes, right, are you willing to say, oh man, I believe that last year, but I don't believe that anymore, right? Most people aren't willing to do that because they don't want to contradict themselves. They'd rather just live in what they said previously, live in whatever life that's going to give them than just say, hey, raising my hand here, I wasn't right. And now I'm moving in this direction. So when the facts change, so should you. That's the next lesson, right? So don't wait until you have it all together. And when the facts change, so should you. What's the third lesson? Be fluid in your approach, but firm in your outcome. Be fluid in your approach, but firm in your outcome, right? Like, You know what you want conceptually, right? We all do. And even that can change, right? But be firm in the conceptual idea of what you want out of life. But be fluid in how you get there. A great example of that is like, all right, if I originally was planning on going this route to Florida, right, driving a car, but let's just say there was a detour. I was like, okay, cool. I got to take a different route. And the road's blocked off. Or heck, man, I I get word that traffic is just not letting up and there's some crazy hazard on the highway and I'm better off, you know, taking a flight. So then I take a whole different mode of transportation. But the more the story is I still get there. Heck, if I have to take a boat, I'll take a boat. And so I just want people to be more fluid in their approach because I feel like folks are so rigid in how they think the plan should play out that they aren't self-aware about the fact that things can still happen if you adjust. It's almost like back in the day before GPS systems existed, right? And someone gave you a map, a paper map, and you took the map and then you're driving down the road, boom, 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 boom. And you never really like ask questions about where you're going. You just say, I got the map. I got the step-by-step direction. Better yet, map quest, right? Where you could print out the direction. So a step above a map, print out the directions. And you're like, okay, just gonna follow the steps. It don't really matter. I don't need to worry about the destination just yet because I'm gonna follow these steps. Now, what would happen if you have four pages of directions and then the directions flew out the window while you were trying to search them and you had never looked at the last page? What would happen? You'd be screwed. 
because you never thought to say, all right, well, I knew where I was going conceptually. And so I can reverse engineer or figure out another way to get there now that I've lost the tactical steps. Right. And people get so caught up on the nuance, the how, like this is how I thought it was going to happen, that they lose sight of the fact that you can still get there. You might just have to take a different road. Conceptually, I've always wanted to be a financial thought leader. Right. It doesn't mean that I have to be a financial advisor forever. It's going to look different over time. And already that's continued to show itself over and over again. But what if I was rich? I want to be the best financial advisor that ever existed then I wouldn't be able to create an app that can reach millions. And I, I would only be able to reach a couple of hundred by being their advisor. I love being an advisor, but I also understand that my end game, right? My, the concept of who I want to become is a financial thought leader, which doesn't necessarily tie me to exclusively being an advisor, right? Be fluid. And if you haven't gathered this from what I've said already, let me just put it in layman's terms. No one has it all figured out. The difference between successful people and those who aren't successful is simply acting and willing to not make sense to other people temporarily, right? I can almost bet some of the things that I do right now to someone from the outside looking in, it won't make sense to them, right? It'll be like, oh, this guy is doing too much. I don't get what he's doing. I don't understand it. And that's cool. I'm willing to basically look temporarily strange to other people. And that's why I'm okay leaning into my dream. Why is that important? Because if you're someone who seeks other people's approval, right, or won't do anything without like making perfect sense, then you'll always be beholden to that. You'll never be able to evolve outside of that because, you know, you're worried about what other people think, right? So you have to be okay looking crazy, basically. If you were to ask your friends, what are their top two goals? I can almost guarantee that for the vast majority of them, Getting their body right and getting their money right would be in the top two. And that's exactly why my co-founder and I created the Slim Waist Fat Wallet Challenge to help you transform your body in just 35 days. During this challenge, we're going to give you all of the financial tips and all of the fitness tips you need to have a completely different body and bank account at the end of the challenge. If you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you on the inside of the program. All right, this is a really good one. Don't be so attached to your brand or business that you force things to make sense when you know it's time to move in a completely different direction. Now, I have a real world example with this. I knew in my gut years ago that I should lean into Pocket Advisor. But I have this brand, Makes Sense to Me, which was my love child, the first brand that I've ever created. And through all the evolutions in my business, you know, from the blog to the, the e-learning to the firm, back to the blog, I've always found a way to continue to hold on to Make Sense to Me, right? Because I kind of feel like, man, I've just, I've had it for so long. Why would I let it go? I can find a way for it to make sense, pun intended, obviously. And the one thing you got to realize is I'm not sure if you've ever gambled or gone to Vegas before, but if you ever talk to somebody who gambles, a good gambler, if there's such a thing, they will tell you, you don't have to recoup your losses the same way you incurred them. So just because I've gone down this road for this long with this thing, it doesn't mean that I have to wait till I feel like I've gotten the life cycle out of it, right? The moment I know I should be doing something different, I can move on and quote unquote recoup the losses or quote unquote get whatever it is I believe I'm supposed to get from something else. You don't keep doing something just because you feel like, oh, I've been doing it for so long and what happens if I leave it now? 
I lose all of this brand equity. No, you lean into what you were supposed to do and trust that the value you get out of listening to yourself, doing what you're supposed to do will far exceed what you feel like you might lose by letting something go. And that's a perfect segue into my next point. Don't be afraid to do something different just because of how hard it is to undo that thing. Half the times folks aren't willing to change, not because they don't want to try something new, but because it's like, man, do you know how heavy of a lift it's going to be to undo all of this? Like rebranding is a big deal. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a big deal. Like one thing to do, give your brand a facelift, right? You're changing the look of your logo, but your company name still stays the same. You're updating your service model, right? Like that's one thing. But to move in a completely different direction with something, it's a lot. Right. And that's why even when I had the name Capitalize in 2016, I didn't lean into making it a firm until what, 2019? Makes sense to me 2017 turned into a firm. Yeah, two years later, right? I didn't make it a firm until then because I didn't have the bandwidth at the time or felt like I didn't have the bandwidth to unravel what I had already done. And if you aren't willing to let go of the life you have to get the life you want, that's a recipe for staying stuck. Like, look, I don't care how much effort you think it is to unravel something. If you know you're supposed to be doing something different, you got to move on. You have got to move on. The other thing you have to do is you have to have faith in yourself. Have faith in yourself that you can recreate the magic, right? Just because you're starting over, moving in a different direction. If you've created something before, what makes you think you can't do it again? Like brand equity is meaningful. But one thing that one thing that I want our culture in particular to realize is that business is business, right? White people, they have no problem building businesses and selling them. Oftentimes they build them to sell them. But us, we build them like we raise in our little one, right? And we can never imagine sending our little one out into the wild, right? And so I just need y'all to detach yourselves a little bit from the businesses that you build. The benefit of also detaching yourself from the business that you build is that it forces you to be objective, right? When you're so like in the weeds or in love and romantic about your business, then you don't always see what's actually happening right in front of you. And that can cause you to build a business that's not profitable, cause you to build a business that isn't sustainable or has, you know, isn't scalable because you just love it, right? Not because it makes sense on paper. So one real benefit of detaching yourself from the brand or the business a little bit is you will most likely be more objective about the business itself. But my point here is you can recreate the magic, even if that magic is in a totally different industry, totally different sector. Don't hold on to something that just because that's all you've ever known. You've heard me say this before, more than likely. Don't allow your resume to have you resuming a life that you no longer want. Lean into what makes your heart sing. Lean into your call to do. And if that changes from what you're doing right now, so be it. This is, this is something that I learned and that I love and that I try my best to operate by. Create a North Star. What I mean by that is I want you, just like your computer, I want you to have an operating system, right? Your computer, Apple has an operating system, right? And what that means is there's a certain type of technology, a certain set of systems inside of the computer that governs how it functions. That is its operating system. So you need an operating system too. You don't need to just, for lack of better terminology, piss in the wind all the time. You need to say, what are my terms and conditions? What is it that I do? Who am I? Right? What is my identity? What is my lifestyle? What is it that I do? On a separate podcast, it'll probably be a quick one, but I want to go through my personal terms and conditions. Because when you have a North Star, 
It will help you from kind of steering off and doing things that don't align with what you say you want and who you say you are. So that's the importance of a North Star, right? Because if not, it's easy to give into distractions. There's so many things I probably could have eliminated over the years if I just like truly leaned into having this operating system. I can, I can then go back to that and identify, right? If these things that I'm saying yes to are in alignment. However, I am a firm believer, which I'll talk about in a second, in giving yourself a little latitude to experience and sample things so that you can know what you want. Because which last thing you want is to be so rigid and so hard set on what you think you want that you don't ever give yourself a taste or a sample of something that could be completely revolutionary for where you're trying to go. Seek advice, but trust your journey. I have had, I think I had my first kind of like sample of a industry specific mentor within the past couple of years. Outside of that, it's been books, it's been conferences, it's been, you know, being connected to some folks who maybe are um, a few steps ahead or folks who are on the same path and we can learn from each other. And I'm very humble. Like I, I listen and I think that's what allowed me to have some early success in my career was by listening to peers who had been in the industry, you know, before I had ventured into it. And so I'm a big proponent and fan of advice and insight and leadership and mentorship. But at the same token, going back to that North Star, no one can see your vision but you and God, right? So even if you're the best orator or you're the most articulate person to ever grace this planet, it's going to probably be hard for you to articulate every aspect of your vision, right? Every nuance of your vision and why you're the one that's uniquely qualified to fulfill it. And so when you relegate all your actions based upon someone else's advice, then what you're doing is you're subjecting yourself to them guiding you somewhere without potentially having the full picture of where you actually should be going in the first place. So take that advice, like definitely take heed to it, but never forget that you need to also trust your journey because here's the truth. If you get the best advice in the world and you listen to it, great, right? Best advice in the world, you know, you listen to it, they're going to take all the credit, right? I told so-and-so to do it and look at them now. If you take that advice and it doesn't work, it doesn't go according to plan at all and it actually turns out bad, right? They're going to hit you with the Kanye hands. Hey, but I don't know though. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, you got to definitely appreciate and heed wisdom. But at the end of the day, into their defense, it's still your decision. So even if they told you exactly what to do and you did it verbatim, word for word, and it didn't pan out, at the end of the day, as a man or woman, you decided to make that decision and it's not their responsibility. And because it's not their responsibility, you have to always remember before you do anything, I appreciate that. I'm going to add that seasoning to this recipe. But at the end of the day, I'm responsible for how it turns out. That was actually a good analogy. I like that. All right. And last but not least, be willing to say yes. You know, at the end of the day, if I would have you know, stayed stuck because of uncertainty, I would have never been here. So I said yes a lot. I said yes to changing my mind frequently. I said yes to changing my mind this week in a major way that you guys will see hopefully by the end of this month. And you have to be willing to lean into yes. As long as you have the checks and balance system of, you know, your North Star and, you know, past experience, be willing to say yes, because a yes is what's going to get you closer and closer to the next stage in life, right? You can't just always say no and be guarded and expect for things to pan out in your favor, right? You have to move forward confidently, boldly through your uncertainty. And sometimes that means saying yes when you don't know. I've done that more times than I can count. Or it means saying yes when you, you know, aren't ready. That's a big one. Like I've hired people when I, when I wasn't ready right? They may have thought I was ready, but I wasn't ready. And that was a necessary thing for me to do. Haven't looked back since. And sometimes I have had to look back, 
right? So the journey isn't linear. So when I say I haven't looked back since, I mean, hire people. I felt like it was the right decision. And then there was an ebb and flow in my business where, ooh, okay, things are slower than I thought they would be. I got to, you know, maybe taper off their, their salary or their compensation. And then, okay, things are good again. So nothing's a linear journey. I've been an entrepreneur for a decade, just about. This December will be a decade. And so there are ebbs and flows. There are highs and lows. But the key is always be willing to lean in regardless of how you feel, right? Honor your feelings. Over time, you'll develop this kind of entrepreneurial intuition, but lean in, lean in and be okay changing your mind. So again, I'll leave you with this, the underlying theme of this podcast. When the facts change, so do I. What do you do? Do me a favor, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Uh, Most of you probably follow me on social Uh, I'm curious to know what things are going on in your life where you're on the fence about something, right? Is there a decision that you know you want to make, but you're talking yourself out of? I'm curious. I'm curious to know what you decide. And I'm hopeful that this podcast gives you the nudge to say yes, change your mind and lean into what you know you should do. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of The Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?